today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, the British government, we've certainly talked lots about Brexit over the uh, uh, course of of, uh, the last several months. And obviously, as things are slowly starting to move forward, uh, they are, uh, I guess, taking the first steps that have to be taken and and consensus that is needed in order to move forward uh, with a a hard exit from Brexit or with Brexit from the uh, European Union. Uh, Oddly enough, at the same time, uh, the Scottish First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has said that, uh, you know what, it's time for another referendum in Scotland, which they just had prior to all of this, prior to Brexit, and Scotland voted to stay in the European Union. It's 900, C.H. Mellon, Scott Thompson. Uh, But that was when the U.K. was staying within the European Union. Now that the U.K. wants outside of the European Union, then all of a sudden Scotland doesn't want to be in the U.K. Can you do all of this at once? Should it all be done at once? Is it just adding to the nightmare? To, call, to talk more about all of this, Callie Israel is with us, uh, Associate Professor, Department of History, University of Michigan, and was present, actually, during the first Scottish referendum and is with us now. Hello, Callie. How are you today? Hello. I'm here. How Th- are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. So what was it like in Scotland during the first refer- referendum? What was, it, what was the buzz in the, in the country? It was really quite extraordinary as an experience because there was so much engagement uh, that developed really quite rapidly. That is, if one had been there a year ahead of time, you wouldn't have expected how much um, engagement, how much conversation, and genuinely civil conversation a lot of the time. As you perhaps know, and some of your listeners know, the voter turnout in the actual referendum was north of 85%, mm-hmm. um, which speaks to the fact that people really were thinking, talking, and um, caring about the question, no matter which side they ended up voting on. So as an example of you know, people really engaging with politics. It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. You said lots of debate. What about divisiveness? Yeah, there was certainly some. And as is not untypical these days, probably the worst of it was online, you know, meaning name-calling and no. mean-spiritedness. Um, but, of course, in day-to-day life, um, people were actually much nicer than that. I am sure that some folks decided that there were conversations with family members or neighbors that they simply weren't going to have until after the vote. Um, But there were a lot of ways in which people engaged in the process trying to create spaces of conversation. Um, Just as an example, you know, churches holding forums for people just to talk about their questions, their Mm. ideas, their concerns. Um, There were town meetings um, in a lot of places. There were a number of ways in which people tried to keep forward in their head that they were going to continue to live with each other no matter what happened on the day of the referendum. What was life like after the vote? And was there talk of the UK leaving the European Union prior to this? Oh, dear. Yeah. This is one of the... Did that influence the vote? Yes, because one of the claims made by the No campaign in 2014 was that people should not vote for independence because if you voted 
to remain in the UK, that meant that you could remain in the European Union. That turns out not to be the case. Mm. Um, you know, there's a larger issue, perhaps, of what people believed at the time and no longer believe. But on the specific issue of the EU, you know, an argument for voting to remain in the UK was that meant remaining in the European Union. And, of course, things have changed since. So obviously back then, uh, the vote to stay in the U.K. was a vote to stay in the European Union. Uh, On the part of some voters, yes. Right. Obviously, that didn't turn out to be the case. Has that made this even more divisive? If this vote was to be held tomorrow, would would the outcome be the same? I don't know if it were held tomorrow. Um, I think that... Um, that some people genuinely have shifted their views over the last two years. But on the issue of of divisiveness, um, it is true that a lot of promises were made during the last campaign, you know, for for Scots to remain in the UK that have not been kept. And so I, I would say in some respects there's more divisiveness now than there was, you know, the day after the referendum in 2014 because there there has been increasing frustration, of which the, the Brexit vote is obviously one example. But the polls are saying that things right now are about 50-50, but we've seen things shift rapidly in the past. So, and no referendum is going to be held for another year, clearly. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.